One thing that I felt so deeply when I discovered my pregnancy was this feeling like I wasn't worthy and deserving of a college degree. And what I really think is this sense of worthiness is so important. It's so important for students to know that college is for them. Well, today we are discussing uh, something that's very important, creating a bright future for our students, but most importantly, also um, creating a brighter future for children. So our topic um, today at A Seat at the Table is about parenting students, um, their journey with us at the Alamo Colleges, um, what their journey looks like, and also the support services that we provide for them, and to give us better insight as faculty and staff to make sure that you all are successful. Um, I'm joined by two guests. And so uh, one of those is a student at San Antonio College and it's Victoria Regalado. And she is studying biology at San Antonio College. Her aim is to transfer to university and then her long-term aim is to go to medical school. Um, I think uh, just as important, in fact, probably more important are her two daughters. And so I wanna thank you for being here with us today, Victoria. Thank you for having me. And then we also, for some of us, we were fortunate faculty and staff. We kicked off the academic year uh, with Nicole Lynn Lewis, who is the author of Pregnant Girl, who has really created a national dialogue related to what we call parenting students or students with children. In the Alamo Colleges, we have about 15,000 parenting students. There are a lot of things that we talk about, the accolades that you have, Nicole, CEO of Generation Hope would seeks to engage with colleges and universities and uh, national organizations about um, parenting students and their journey. Also, I think uh, just as critical, um, the New York Times uh, called your book, right? Required Reading and the National Public Radio named it a best book of 2021. Um, I could go on and list all of the accolades, but I think just as important is uh, when you kicked off our academic year and in particular, talking about your journey, uh, but also the lessons learned, and then where we are at San Antonio College and throughout the Alamo Colleges in supporting our 15,000 parenting students. Thank you for being here with us uh, today, Nicole. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited. Well, I'm going to kick off our conversation at the seat at the table, and this is kind of a new format and a new setting for us, but just as important and still the same as the dialogue that we have with our students and also with uh, experts in the field. And so, Nicole, um, I wanted to begin the conversation with you first and uh, talk about uh, your book. And you, uh, in particular in your book, talked about uh, being a parenting student and a young mom. And so can you uh, provide us with, uh, just talk about your experience and what do you think has changed from your particular journey and what you see now as the CEO of Generation Hope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I started college with a, a nearly three-month-old baby girl. Um, so started college in a, a different way. When when most people think about most incoming freshmen, they're not picturing a mom, you know, with a little one in tow. Um, coming into college, like when I was in high school, I was an honor roll student. I had been accepted into several different 
colleges at the same time as discovering my pregnancy. Um, you know, so college bound, on a roll, not at all the, the student that people would think would be in a situation with a teen pregnancy. And yet here I was. And um, it was a really difficult journey just to get to college. Um, I remember finding out I had been accepted into the College of William & Mary in Virginia when I was eight months pregnant and living day to day in a Motel 6. So um, just it felt so far away, even though, you know, I had the acceptance letter. I had, um, you know, some avenue to get there. I often describe it and I talk about an impregnant girl as it feeling like it was a whole nother world or a galaxy just to get to campus after getting that acceptance letter. Um, and so when I got to college, it was more of that. It just um, was a really intimidating experience to step foot on campus for the first time. I often tell people I looked down at my feet and thought, these feet don't belong here. <laughs> you know, I was surrounded <laughs> by so many people who had resources, who had a ton of support, who, you know, the higher ed system was really designed with them in mind rather than me as a young black mother. And um, and they didn't have parenting responsibilities. And so over the four years um, that I was working towards my degree, I was really navigating a system that, again, was not designed with my experience in mind. It wasn't at all thinking about the challenges of being a student and a parent at the same time, um, dealing with uh, the disparities that exist across higher education for students of color, students with low income, on top of being a parenting student. So just the intersectionality um, that we see across the parenting student population, I was feeling so much of that. Um, it was hard to talk to professors about being a parent and needing certain accommodations. It was hard to share with students. It was um, difficult just financially to be able to pay for textbooks and diapers and baby wipes and keep heat on in the winter. You know, So all of those things at the same time that you're expected to be a really stellar student, it was hard. It was hard mentally, emotionally, financially in all the different ways, um, but it was transformative. I walked across the graduation stage holding my daughter's hand. And, you know, it was just this incredible moment that you envision for so long and to finally get there. And I knew I was, I was rare. I didn't realize, you know, in graduating from college, I didn't realize how rare until I got into this work years later. Um, but knowing that fewer than 2% of teen moms get a degree before age 30, um, I, I kind of understood the weight of that, you know, mm -hmm. in that moment of, of earning my degree. You know, now having done this work for the past, I launched, you know, Generation Hope in 2010. So we've been doing this work for 12 years now um, and really advocating all across the country for parenting college students and teen parents. I, I wish I could say that so much has changed since I graduated in 2003, um, but there are some things that have changed and some things that have, have not changed and, and really do need to change. I think the biggest changes have been just how much more expensive it is to go to college now than it was 20 years ago when I was in school. Um, and similarly, the cost of childcare has skyrocketed since I was a college student. And so the very real question is, would I have been able to graduate from William & Mary today um, in the way that I was 20 years ago as a young mom? Uh, there are so much, so many things that are working against young parents and, and the cost of tuition and childcare um, are two major, major hurdles that, that again, have skyrocketed since I was in school. 
And I think one thing that I will say, and I think this gets to our conversation today and why I love having these conversations is when I was in school, the term student parent or parenting college student wasn't, it wasn't being said, right? It wasn't a national dialogue. And while I think that there's so much room for awareness when it comes to this population, you know, many higher ed folks still are not thinking about parenting college students. It is a hashtag. It is, you know, it is beginning. The momentum is there. Funders are starting to really invest in it. And we see institutions um, and, and including, you know, all of the institutions within the Alamo Colleges District that are saying, wait a minute, this is important. This is a, is a population that has existed, but has really fallen through the cracks and we want to be able to do more about it. So I think there is some momentum nationally that we're really encouraged to see. Well, I want to I want to thank you for that, and I think um, for giving giving voice right and creating a space for us to uh, look at parenting students and what that means. Um, up until a couple of years ago, we didn't really even have a sense right um, that we had fifteen thousand parenting students within our five Alamo colleges. And so we're fortunate to be joined by a parenting student and uh, Ms. Regalado Victoria with her two daughters, right? Mila and Jennifer. And so tell us a little bit about yourself and then I have a few questions and I'm sure that that uh, Nicole uh, Lynn Lewis's, her uh, comments, right? Have also kind of sparked uh, some things in your life. Yes. Um so I started my journey at SAC um, in spring of 2021, shortly after discovering I was pregnant with my second daughter. Um, at that time, I was working as a pharmacy technician. And when I found out I was pregnant, I had to make the decision, like, I have to go back to school. I have to get a degree because this may not be enough for me if I'm going to be doing this by myself. So I was able to actually jump in on our spring flex two mm -hmm. and take um, classes on Zoom. Um, I was pregnant, so I decided to do everything online okay. up until um, spring of 2022, and that's when I started going on campus. Okay. Okay, great. And once I started going on campus, I started getting myself really involved. And actually, this, this year, I am serving as the historian um, at SACS student government association oh, wow. okay and congratulations I, thank you and i am also the uh treasurer for the alamo college's student district council excellent mm -hmm. all right so um and are there are there is there anything that nicole mentioned that kind of you that resonates with you that really speaks to you um yes i would say probably the affordability of it all the okay. daycare costs have gone up. Mm -hmm. Are there support services that are helpful at SAC? Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't think I would have been able to get as much help at any other college institution. Okay. Um, my children are going to the SAC Early Childhood Center. Excellent. Both of them. Um, and it's honestly a great school. They're learning a lot and they're on, they're in school while I'm in school and it's conveniently located. I do get a lot of help from the Student Advocacy Center as well. Okay. Um, they provide diapers for me once a month. Um, I am also in counseling with mm -hmm. Dr. Woods mm -hmm. at our advocacy center. She's great. Um, she helps me a lot with the stress of being a single mom and balancing the parenting part as well as the student, student. life. I think um, so. 
Miss uh, Lewis, right? She mentioned two of the challenges, which are tuition and affordability, and then the other uh, just being childcare costs. Is there something that you would recommend we should do or should do better? Um, you're you're our, our our one person focus group here, and <laughs> we were fortunate because um, you know you are you are today's college student. I mean, you are the student that is critical to the your success, of course, but the um, student success at SAC and throughout Alamo Colleges. So I think maybe um, application assistance as far as getting our um, getting the children into the daycare center okay, or um, just receiving the grant so that they could go to daycare somewhere else. Okay. Um, I felt like I had to do the application like two or three times. And then once I did do that, they were like, oh, now she's on a wait list. Uh, so okay. getting them actually into daycare was a little bit of a hassle. But now that they're in, like it's it's, it's fine and it's a lot right. working a lot easier now. What what would you recommend to the uh, fifteen thousand other parenting students? I mean, what's what's a word of advice that you would offer to them? Um, well, you do not have to let being a parent stop you from going to school. Um, and when you do make that decision to go to school, take advantage of every opportunity and every resource that is offered to you. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you. So, uh, Nicole, I, you know, we, we had you here in August, right? And you spoke to faculty and staff as we kicked off the academic year. And uh, we weren't able to because it was the start of the semester, but we're fortunate that we have uh, Victoria here with us today. What are some other things do you think we should be mindful of here at Alamo Colleges or Victoria and our 15,000 other parenting students should be aware of? I, I love what Victoria talked about in terms of the application process because I think it's representative of, of so much of kind of the crux of student parent work, which is how do we remove barriers? How do we really make sure that students are able to access the resources and supports that exist? Um, you know, sometimes we'll see where institutions create supports and resources with all the best intentions but they're hard to access, they're difficult to find out about. Um, so I think, you know, really important for wherever you sit within an institution, thinking about how, do, how can I help to remove barriers uh, for this population? A great example, if you're a professor, is there some way in the beginning of the, uh, the school year the, or the semester to be able to say, um, to get a, a sense from your students in your class about any of the challenges that are coming up um, that you should know about as, as their professor. We've seen professors uh, create surveys, quick surveys that just get a sense of who's in their class, whether they're parenting, whether they might be food insecure, all sorts of different things that, of course, students have to be willing to share. Um, but we do find that many students are willing to share. And that's really critical information because then you can be helpful to say, did you know we have a food pantry right on campus? I want to make sure that you have that information. Did you know that we have a child care center um, and there's an application? I, uh, you know, the deadline is coming up. Um, so really thinking about within your role, wherever you sit within an institution, what can you do to help remove barriers? I think the other thing is, you know, one of the things that we do when we work with institutions is it doesn't matter where you sit in an institution. So we even work with folks in the facilities department, um, which I think is really an overlooked department when it comes to student parents and other mm -hmm. marginalized populations. Um, but really thinking about how many diaper changing stations do we have in our bathrooms across campus? Um, how difficult is it if you're expecting your pregnant student 
for you to be able to walk and get to your class? Like how much of a hike is that? Um, so thinking about the parking arrangements, thinking about lactation rooms, are those lactation rooms accessible, not just to faculty, but to students? And where do you find them? Like if I'm a student who needs to access a lactation room, where do I go to find out You know where they're located? So um, again, no matter who you are, where you sit within an institution, you play a vital role in removing barriers, creating resources, and making sure that students with children can access those resources. Thank you, Nicole. I think that's just uh, impactful, right? And these are things that um, I think are part of the conversation, but I think uh, your work, right, with Generation Hope and, uh, and your book, I think have definitely put that front of mind for us. And um, so I'm thankful for that. Victoria, what would be a word of advice? What's been helpful for you? Definitely the Advocacy Center, okay. for sure, because um, they do just about everything, the counseling, mm -hmm. the food pantry, the there's even a magic closet. I've gotten some clothes for me and my kids there. Um, I really like the um, SAC Early Childhood Center. It is the, it is N-A-E-Y-C. Mm -hmm. It's nationally accredited. accredited. Yes. So they're great, and my daughters are excelling there. thriving that's awesome i think um you know one of the things is thank you for that the advocacy centers which uh, i know nicole you mentioned you know being able um, to provide the out of classroom supports our students are smart they're passionate they're committed to their course of study and what they want to pursue like biology and going to med medical school um, but it's really all, all of those out of classroom challenges or the barriers that perhaps uh, may exist that we're not aware of can, can um, I want to ask you a, a final question and, you know, you're the CEO of Generation Hope, which, um, you know, has created this national dialogue as well. Um, so, so what would be something that you would leave us with here at the Alamo Colleges District and our students, some that you found through your work in Generation Hope? Well, I would say uh, two things. I think just piggybacking on Victoria's kind of advice, um, you know, for student parents. I mean, one thing that I felt so deeply when I discovered my pregnancy was this feeling like I wasn't worthy and deserving of a college degree, even though I, you know, came into this, uh, you know, experience as a teen mom as a really strong, academically strong student. I still felt like I wasn't worthy in that moment. I you know, saw those two pink lines. And what I really think is this sense of worthiness is so important. It's so important for students to know that college is for them, no matter their journey, their experience. Um, and certainly if you are a teen parent or a parenting student or a single mother, absolutely, you can go to college, you should go to college and really colleges need you. And so knowing your worth, knowing that college is for you, I think is important. And I think on the flip side of that, as institutions are thinking about this work, how can we convey that to students? How can we make sure that our institutions are places that convey the worthiness of all students who come through our doors, that they matter, that they're valued, that they belong in our classrooms. And I think for a really long time, parenting students have not received that message. And so as you're thinking about your student parent work and your role in this work, how can you really help these students to know that they belong 
at this institution and they're worthy of a college degree, I think is kind of a dual message for anybody who, who's listening in today. Well, I think that's that's perfect. I want to thank uh, Victoria de Galado for being here with us and uh, for being on this journey with us, along with both of your daughters, with Mila and Jennifer. And I think that's impactful and you have set your sights high and we know that you're going to get there and going to medical school after you leave us at San Antonio College. And I think the the perfect term, as, as you mentioned, Nicole and Lewis, right, is we need you. We need Victoria Regalado. We need our other 15,000 parenting students. We're uh, enriched by that experience and we want to continue to support our parenting students. So earlier in the segment, we had mentioned, um, you know, that this was a must read by the New York Times and definitely on the top list by National Public Radio 2021. We're fortunate and thank you, Nicole and Lewis. We're actually going to provide uh, Victoria Regalado with a copy of Pregnant Girl. And so, um, and I know you've been living that journey as a parenting student with both of your daughters and I'm sure there are, are several things that uh, will seem familiar to you, but I want to thank you um, as noted earlier, we do need you. We want you to be successful. And uh, I want to thank you for your feedback as a student here at San Antonio College. I hope you like it, Victoria. <laughs> I'll read it soon, I promise. <laughs> no yeah. pressure. You've got yeah. a lot of other reading that you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all very much.